When people are having trouble in their marriages or they're trying to make a decision, should I do this or should I not do this? And they will go to someone for advice. Sometimes the advice that is given is do what makes you happy. God is a God of love and he just wants us to be happy. So make the decision based on what's going to bring you that happiness. But is that really the case? Are our decisions to be based on what makes us happy at the time? Is this God's priority for our marriages that above all else, we are to be happy? Join me for a chat about happiness and what God really wants for you and for your marriage. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting to do life God's way but are unsure how or what that even looks like? Do you sometimes fear that you're doing this whole wife and mom thing all wrong and want to know how to do it right? Or do you want to stop worrying all the time and learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Bible study teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to find biblical answers to life's challenging questions in His Word, to know what His promises are for you, how to apply them to your life, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day, and follow the amazing plan that God has for you, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. Before we dig in today, I want to make you aware of something. If you have looked at any of the show notes of any of the episodes in the past, you may have seen that there is a note on there that you can send me an email and I will send you a printable copy of the Faith Lived Out journal. And in case you're not aware, this journal um, has prompts in it. It's something that I've created to be able to help you dig a little bit deeper in your quiet time with the Lord. And there is a free printable available to you. I have now made it easier for you to be able to get it. Instead of having to email me, I have put it on the website under the tab printables and made it something that you can easily download yourself. So you can either go to the website under printables and you'll find it there, or you can go to the link that I have placed in the show notes for you and get it directly from there as well. If you have any questions, feel free to email me or to put a comment um, on the Facebook page and ask me about it, and I'll be happy to help you with it. All right, so let's get started with today's topic on does God want us to just be happy in our marriages? Is that his goal is for us to be happy? Ladies, please know I may step on some toes today because I'm going to debunk what the world teaches us. And it may have been something that you were taught and may have been advice that you have given in the past. And, and we all do that. You know, we've all given advice of the information that we had at the time and then maybe learned later, oh, that probably wasn't the best thing that I could have said because now I have more information. 
So as you listen to this today, if this is something that you have done in the past or something that you have been taught and you think that this is how it's supposed to be, just please know that I want you to know the truth. I want you to know what God really wants for you and for your marriage and what it is that you need to do to be able to have that and how to base your decisions and just what that truth is so that you can have the blessings of the kind of marriage that God wants you to have. All right, so here we go. You may have seen this for yourself. You may have done this for yourself, like I said. And I hear people do this all the time, and I see it on social media. And to be honest with you, it drives me crazy. Someone will ask for advice. They will ask, you know, should I stay with my husband or should I leave my husband? And they'll give the circumstances as to what's happening in their life at the time. Or they may say that I have this friend and he's a guy friend from work and we spend time together because, you know, there are things that he likes to do that I like to do as well. And my husband doesn't really care to join me for these things. So he and I have this relationship and we go do these things together. And is this okay? Or they may say, you know, my husband is just not a very easy man to live with and things can be difficult. And so in order to keep the peace, I keep things from him. I do things that he wouldn't really approve of, but I just don't tell him or I just keep it from him just to be able to, you know, kind of keep the peace, like I said. And, and they'll ask, is, is this okay? Should I do this? And sometimes the advice that is given is that, well, God just wants you to be happy. So, so do what makes you happy and, and whatever decision that you're going to make. And literally, ladies, I want to just like shake these women and go, no, that's not what it is that God wants for you. It's not that we can just do whatever it is that we want to do because we're basing our decisions on what's going to make us happy. There are some big, big problems with this. And first is that happiness is fleeting. It doesn't last. And it's certainly not what sustains a marriage. The very definition of happiness is a pleasurable or satisfying experience. It's a feeling that comes and goes based on what is happening around us. One minute we can be happy. And we've all done this. We're happy and everything is great. And then all of a sudden the scene changes. Our kids start fighting or, you know, they haven't done something that they were supposed to do and we have just found out about it. Or our husband comes home after a bad day at work and he is grumpy. Or we've gotten news that has been disappointing. And all of a sudden, our happiness is gone. It changes with the scenes of our lives. And it is not something that can be counted on. What God wants for you and for your marriage is joy. In John 15, 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. God wants you to have joy. The meaning of joy is a state of well-being and contentment. Joy is not based on our moment-by-moment circumstances, but on our overall view of life and who we are in Christ. If we have this overall state of unhappiness, if we have lost our joy in our marriages or in life in general, then we can come to the Father and we can ask Him 
to fill us with his joy again. In John 16, 24, it says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. That's what God wants for you is for you to have joy in your heart and in your lives. The world is full of evil. Life is full of disappointments and challenges, concerns, and even sometimes tragedy. So where do we find this true joy? And how do we have it in the midst of our difficult circumstances? Well, true joy is only found in a relationship with Jesus Christ and by being obedient to his holy word. Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 It said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So the second biggest problem with the advice of God just wants you to be happy is when we seek to do the things that only make us happy, then we're walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Our thought process, our decision-making is to be based on what God's word tells us in any given situation and not based on how the decision is going to make us feel. We cannot ignore what scripture tells us about respecting our husbands, about the parameters of divorce, about being above reproach in our actions or being truthful to our husbands or to others just so that we can be happy. I would even go so far as to say is, you know, those who are asking those questions, and and we've all done it, I've done it, we all try to justify our behavior because we know, we know down deep inside that that's not what God wants us to do. The decision that we're trying to make and we're leaning towards this one thing, but we're not quite doing it and we're asking for advice, Most often it's because we know that that's not the direction that God wants us to go. We are convicted in our hearts in some way. And so we're asking somebody else to try to validate that for us. And that's not where we should be going. We should be going, oh, hey, if if this is feeling convicting in my heart, if I'm having to ask for advice and try to get somebody to agree with me, then maybe I need to take a second look as to the decision that I'm making, and does this align with God's word? I will tell you this, that those who are looking for the easy way out, that they are making their decisions based on what's going to make them happy or what's going to be easy at the time, they are not going to have their things turn out the way that they hoped that they would. It is not going to end well for them. And I know it isn't because I know that the only way to have the true joy and peace in your life that you are looking for is to do what God's word tells you to do, not what's going to be easy or what's going to make you happy in the moment, but to follow the word of God. In Psalms 119, 1-3, it says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. We are blessed by God, meaning that he works in our lives, in our marriages, in our families as we pray for them. It means that we can have the indescribable peace and joy that only comes from God. Even in our hard times, even when the difficulties come, 
when we seek him with our whole heart and when we follow his ways. That is the way that we can have that in our lives. There's something else that I want you to know, and that is that the world changes and it's going to continue to change. What was wrong in the past is now not only socially acceptable, but we are made to feel guilty when we call it sin. But God has not changed. His word has not changed and it never will. Hebrews 13, 8 tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What is considered sin in the Bible is still sin today, no matter what it is that the world tries to tell us, how they try to mask it, how they try to say, oh, this is with the times and we have to get with the times and all this sort of stuff. That's not the truth. In Matthew 5, 18 through 19, it says, For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. God does not change his word with the times. His word remains the same, which is why it is the one truth that we can count on to direct our decisions and therefore our lives. Now, here's the tough part. Trusting in God to bring you joy. We seek for ourselves what we think is going to make us happy or do things our own way and not God's way because we either don't know what his word says or we don't trust that he will truly work in our lives. So we take matters into our own hands and we do what we think is best. Unfortunately, more often than not, this does not turn out well for us. To help us with this, I'm going to read you Psalms 37 verses 3 through 5. And as I do, I want you to listen carefully to the verse and notate the commands and the promises that are given. Oftentimes in scripture, the Lord will say, if this, then this. And this is kind of one of those verses that does us. If you follow these commands, then these promises are given. So listen carefully. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So in this verse, we are actually given eight commands and two promises. Did you catch them all? So here are the commands. The first one is to trust in the Lord, to put your faith in him, and not in yourself, and not in anyone else, but in the Lord, in his sovereignty, and in his word. The next one is to do good. Be a doer of the word, actively serving others, not just a hearer of the word, but actually doing it and helping others and being active in that. And then it says to dwell in the land, which I see as being with other believers. I actually thought about kind of skipping over this one, But God was kind of like, no, no, you need to include that. Um, So to me, it is to have that strength and that support of other believers, to dwell in the land with other believers for that kind of help. And then the next one is to feed on his faithfulness, to be in the word on a regular basis, learning his precepts and being reminded of his faithfulness to his children 
and being encouraged as he gives us guidance and direction in his word. The next one is to delight yourself also in the Lord, to have that true joy in your life as you follow the Lord and you put your hope and trust in him. As we put our trust in our mighty God, we don't need to worry and we don't need to stress over things because we know that our God has got this. And then to commit your way to the Lord, live out your faith, learn the biblical principles written in the word of God and put them into practice in your life. When you're stuck on something and you need to make a decision, then seek God's word. There is all kinds of answers in there and direction when we ask for the Lord to help us and he does give us the direction that we need. And then it tells us again to trust also in him because God knows it's not easy for us to trust in him. And so he reminds us once again to put our faith, hope, and trust in him and not in ourselves. And so if we do this, which by the way, we should all want to do this anyway, because we know that whatever Christ commands for our lives is what's best for us. But if we do this, if we truly trust in him, then there are two promises that are given to us. The first one is that he shall give you the desires of your heart. And the second is that he shall bring it to pass. God wants you to have joy in your life. He wants you to have the desires of your heart that coincide with the perfect plan that he has for you. And I can tell you, ladies, the plan he has for you is just abundantly better than you could ever possibly think of or dream. And as you follow his word and that you trust in him, then he gives you the desires of your heart and brings you that joy. It is not by seeking what's going to make you happy in the moment. And sometimes it requires making those tough choices in following God's word and what it tells you to do, even if it's not going to be easy or it's not the popular thing that the world would tell you or by the world's standards. We can have an even harder time trusting in the Lord when there are people who are close to us that just make life a little bit more difficult and cause us grief. They maybe they're not a believer or maybe they are, but they're just not following God in a certain area. They may be unloving, unkind, self-centered, or even cruel. And we wonder, does God really see this? Does he know the situation that I'm in? And can I trust him to have victory over this? Later in the same chapter of Psalms, God gives us the answers to these questions. It says in Psalm 37 verses 7 through 9, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. God sees you. He knows the situation that you are in. Seek his face, trust in him, and in the direction of his word. It is only then that you're going to have the peace and the joy that no matter what the circumstances are around you, God is with you and that peace and joy is with you as well. You also have the faithfulness of the Father in knowing that he has victory over the wicked and will protect you. And remember what it says in this verse, 
to rest in the Lord and wait patiently in him. Things do not happen in our timing. They happen in the Lord's timing. And sometimes we have to be patient and endure and the Lord will help us and give us strength to do that. And then also it says, do not fret. It only causes harm. We don't need to worry. We can take that worry and that burden and that concern, and we can lay it at the father's feet and he will take care of it. And he will take care of us as well. What God wants for you and for your marriage is joy. It is not happiness, but it is joy. The indescribable peace, joy, and contentment that only comes from putting your trust in the Lord and following his commandments. If you are basing your decisions on what makes you happy or doing the things that make you happy and not necessarily what the Lord has directed you to do, if he is convicting you right now and saying these things you need to stop and not continue in, then ask the Lord to forgive you and to help you change. We've all been there. We've all had these times in our lives and the Lord is faithful to forgive. Use the commands and the promises that we read in Psalm 37, three through five as your guide. Commit your way to the Lord. Live out your faith. Learn the biblical principles that are written in the word of God and put them into practice in your life. Not what the world teaches or what makes you happy in the moment, but the sustainable truth of the word of God that never changes. Feed on his faithfulness. Be in the word on a regular basis, being reminded of his faithfulness to his children and the encouragement that his direction gives us. Dwell in the land, be with other believers and seek them, seek their advice if you need to. Go to church, be in Sunday school, whatever it is that is around you, be a part of a Bible study, but have other Christian women who are around you that can help support you, pray with you, and lift you up. Do good. Be a doer of the word, actively serving others. That is like honestly the best medicine for us is if we get out and we are helping and serving others and not just always focused on ourselves and what's happening in our own lives. And then trust in the Lord. Put your faith in him, not in yourself, not in anyone else that is around you, but only in him because he is the one true God that can actually help you, that has the wisdom that you are looking for to change your life. And delight yourself also in the Lord. Have that true joy in your life as you follow the Lord and put your trust and hope in him. As you do all of this, Remember his promise to you that he shall give you the desires of your heart and that he will bring it to pass, meaning that he is going to answer your prayers. He's going to be working in your life. You're going to see him working in your life as you follow his word and trust him. Before you go, I have one more scripture verse that I want to share with you. And it says this, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Ladies, this is God's promise to you. Thank you so much for listening today. 
I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this. Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.